Hello and welcome back to another episode of the IBC Podcast, where we sit down and dive deeper into our messages as well as talk about what's going on in the life of our church. Welcome back to the IBC Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Landreth. I'm the creative arts and worship uh, minister here at Emmanuel. We're so glad that you have tuned into the world's greatest podcast of all time, probably. Um, we are we are uh, we have some important matters to discuss with the uh, one and only Aaron Fulbright this morning. Also, Aaron, thanks for uh, filling in last week. It was great. Yep, hearing you and Mister Schooler uh, talk about things. Um, so uh, we are going to take a little detour this morning and forego our top three. Um, you brought up you brought up an interesting scenario that I think is important to talk about um, and vital to uh, the survival of mankind. Um, you, one of your illustrations this past Sunday was, you know, you don't go to Chick-fil-A and order a cheeseburger. Um, and that got me thinking, what if, what if you could get a cheeseburger mm. from any fast food restaurant? And if so, what non cheeseburger fast food place would make the best cheeseburger mm. and why you know the first two that popped in my head one was chick-fil-a right um because they just make everything good there's everything nothing bad good. on the menu now the thing with chick-fil-a and this may not be appetizing to everyone uh they probably won't make a greasy burger right, right? they're gonna it's gonna be very clean yes and almost healthy and like the fries are gonna be like when you go to restaurants and uh you aren't sure if they actually fried the fries right. because there's no grease on them. Right. right? Did they bake these? They still taste good. Right. But there's no grease. Um, so I, I think Chick-fil-A is going to be up there. If you're going for like grease galore Popeyes, and it'd be good, I think. Um, but like that's one of those where the, the cheese is dripping off of the patty because right. there's so much, right. so much grease on there. Right. Um, so those are the first two. That pop in my head. How do you think Taco Bell would fare in this question? I don't think they'd do very good. You think their burger would be mm-hmm. terrible? I'm all for a like breakfast burrito. Mm-hmm. Uh, love them, but I can't. I can't get myself to drive to Taco Bell and have breakfast there. Unless, oh, okay, breakfast. But yeah. we're talking. But but that's what I'm saying. Like I'm going to Taco Bell for tacos, and that's pretty much it. Nothing. Right. Nothing else. Okay. Okay. And I like Taco Bell. Taco Mile is my favorite. But that's for another podcast. How do you think Taco Mayo would fare in the burger? They have a taco burger. They do. I just, I don't. Have you ever had it? No. I had it like two weeks ago mm. and it was amazing. I don't, I don't, I just don't think I would, would like that. Okay. That's just me. Well, you heard it here fo- first, folks. Chick-fil-A has the best cheeseburger of all the, probably <laughs> of all the non cheeseburger restaurants. Well, Aaron, you, uh, uh, picked us up in First uh, John chapter five. Started out the last chapter of First John uh, for us this past Sunday. Could you kind of? Uh, well, actually, let's dive into the text first, and then we'll have you uh, quickly summarize your message for us. First John chapter five, verse starting in verse one, says, "Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of Him. By this we know that we love chil- the children of God." When we love God and obey his commandments, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, 
And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is, who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Aaron, can you kind of summarize what your message was? Yeah, so we uh, really just focus on how we overcome sin. And uh, this is the first time in John and the only time in John where he takes the three characteristics that we've talked about, right belief, right uh, right obedience, and right love, and how each of those, when put together, they enable us to live out our faith and overcome sin. And so one thing I really wanted to get at was we, we can overcome sin, and this is the means by which we overcome it. So I introduced the beginning kind of a requirement, something that we don't do, but that what happens to us, and that's us being uh, spiritually reborn. And then if we are spiritually reborn, what are the three things that uh, that we do? And it's obedience, it's delighting in God, and it's faith in, in Jesus. Yeah, that's great. Um, you know, we see Jesus talk about this idea of, of being born again, of a new birth, and in... Mm-hmm. in uh, <clears throat> when, when he's talking with Nicodemus in John chapter three, um, and uh, the idea of being born again at face value can be kind of a confusing thing. Uh, and one of the things you talked about in your sermon is, you know, the question of, does you kind of propose this question of does faith come first or does the new birth come first? And you said the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Um, why is it important to understand that these kind of go hand in hand and they happen, uh, uh, and that they happen kind of together? Yeah. So the really what this opens up, and I didn't dive into it because the text and the time didn't necessarily allow for it. Uh, but it's the whole conversation of God's sovereignty and human free will, right? And the two biblically are true, right? Like God is sovereign. And we are humanly free people. And how we understand both those isn't always easy uh, because our minds are finite. Uh, but in God's, in God's mind, um, which is always right, he, he, he sees how they, they fit together and they work together. And, and so the, the question at hand is, is, do I believe in God, therefore I'm reborn? Or am I reborn, therefore I believe in God? And... I think what we see throughout the Bible is is sometimes there's this emphasis on the sovereignty of God and our salvation, but then other times it's on this response of of faith, and so that's kind of why I said right. yes to the question. Yeah. Uh, but what I was hoping that we got at was, and really, really what I was trying to emphasize in that point was is so often we're trying to do the things the Lord's called us to do and fight sin, yet we've never come to the Lord in in faith, that we've never repented from our sins. Mm-hmm. And as Christians, we can so easily get frustrated with unbelievers and their decisions and their behavior, but we're so slow to go to them with the gospel message, right? Right. Like, it's easy for us to get angry at a president um, and let's say the president, whoever it is at any point in time, so I'm not pointing at one guy, but any point in time, let's say he is an unbeliever, or maybe we have a female president one day, she's an unbeliever. And it's so easy for us to criticize their decisions, and sometimes their decisions are worthy of criticism, but we get so quick to criticize their decisions, yet 
I wonder if we've ever asked the question, has anyone truly shared the gospel with them? Sure, they're held accountable for the decisions that they make, but if they're an unbeliever, they're still dead in their sin, and they honestly may have never had someone in their lives sit down and have a gospel conversation. Right. And so the people around us, we get angry and frustrated with the decisions that they're making, or why can't they be better, or why can't they do things different? And have they really heard the good news of Jesus? And if they haven't, well, they're not going to be different because the only thing that changes our lives is hearing the word of God right. and believing in it. Yeah, that's great. Um, you talked a little bit about how our obedience to the Lord in the moment when we are facing sin um, affects not only our decisions now, but also our decisions in the future. Can mm-hmm. you kind of flush that out a little bit more for us? Yeah. So one thing I didn't mention in the sermon was how our decision making in the present, um, in a sense, rewires our brain. Uh, there's like a physical, psychological element to that. Uh, one, one thing I talk about a lot is whenever we come to the rescue of people, uh, we kind of train them and make them think that we're always going to come to the rescue, right? Like we we remember as kids, um, and you're here now maybe with with Luke, but forgetting something and you call your parents and it's like, hey, I forgot my cleats or I forgot my homework or I forgot whatever, right? And right you, now it's just me forgetting to bring things yeah, now for you, him. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're forgetting his lunch, um, right. and but. When we were kids, it was, let me call mom more fast. And right. what's mom going to do? Mom doesn't want me to have to run at practice. Mom doesn't want me to have to get an F in the second grade on my spelling paper. Right. Uh, and so she's going to run home, get my stuff so that I don't have to suffer. But what my brain begins to think is anytime there's a problem, someone's going to step in and, and, mm-hmm. and, and save me. And so what I need in that moment is to fail my second grade spelling paper right? because I'm still going to third grade. It's going to be okay. Right. Or I need to run at practice because I can tell you what's going to make sure I don't forget to bring my stuff is running at practice, right. not being able to play, and then getting you know throwing up because I've ran so much because right. the coach is mad at me. Um, As a second grader. Yes. Um, <laughs> that was more frustrating. But the, the, the point is the decision I make in that moment is going to affect – how I respond in the future. For sure. And so when I'm thinking about my, my my sinfulness, that if I am engaged in sin right now, why do I think I have the des- I will have the desire or the ability to overcome sin in the future? And then the second part of that is when we think about rewiring our brain, I think from a spiritual aspect, when we're sinning, and often one of Satan's tools or God's punishments, I think they're they're both true, is that we don't reap the consequences of that sin right away. Right. Uh, Romans 1 talks about how God hands us over to our sin. And so what what can easily happen is we think, oh, I'm not really suffering and sinning in that way. Therefore, it's not that big of a deal until all of a sudden my sin catches up to me. And so whenever I'm walking in obedience, I'm, I'm preparing myself and I'm setting myself up to be able to say yes to Jesus in mm. the future. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I want to go back to the text really quickly. Um, 
Verses 3 and 4 say, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. I meant actually verse 2 and 3, but that's fine. We'll leave it at verse 3. And his commandments are not burdensome. Um, That can be, I think that sometimes everybody um, goes through a time where they don't enjoy um, Mm. following the Lord's commandments, where um, maybe they do feel burdensome, maybe uh, spiritual going through whatever spiritual discipline that they're working on yeah. uh, is not super fun to try and refine that. Um, but, you know, one of the things you talked about in your sermon is delighting in the Lord and how it, how those things become not burdensome in mm-hmm. that. If I'm struggling with delighting in the Lord, what are some things that I can do to pursue that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh- to me, I I fully believe, and I think it's true. Um, it is true that when we seek the Lord, He begins to reveal Himself to us, so that we delight mm-hmm. in Him. Uh, it takes time, and there are sometimes things that we we see in the Lord, and in the moment we don't necessarily like and. We think that what he's doing is is maybe mean to us or harsh to us, right? Uh, like going back to being kids, your parents would maybe do something that you absolutely hated, like making you go to bed at 8 p.m. And you wanted to stay up all night, right? Right. And it wasn't until you got older that you realized that that role, what they were doing, was actually good for you and they were caring for you. Right. Um, and so it took time. And so I think when we present ourselves to God and we are really seeking Him, um, God's going to reveal Himself to us. And mm-hmm. as He reveals Himself to us, we begin to delight in His character and delight in His nature. Um, I don't think there are people who really are seeking the Lord and over time would say, you know what, I don't have any delight. They mm-hmm. may think they're, if that's where they're at, if they don't have delight, I would say they're not really seeking the Lord, that they're right. seeking something else, maybe just a gift from Him, mm-hmm. or maybe they are just trying to do certain things, but they're not after being with the Lord. Right. Yeah, that's good. Well, Aaron, if you had two more minutes, 30 more seconds, if you had more time, what would you have uh, spent some more time on in your sermon on Sunday? Uh, I think... Would have loved to spend more time talking about loving God and loving other people uh-huh. um, because the text talks about that. Uh, I didn't because, you know, as we've mentioned, John repeats himself throughout. And so we've hit that quite right. a bit. Mm-hmm. But I think if I was preaching that passage as a standalone sermon, I would have spent more time talking about how uh, we can't be living in sin if we are making sure we're taking care of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. That's great. Well, Aaron, thanks for joining us uh, on the podcast again this week. Uh, we're so glad that you've li- uh, that you've tuned in to listen to uh, this episode of the IBC podcast. Uh, we would love for you to join us in fellowship and worship on Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9.45, or 11. Uh, and you can find out uh, more information about all the awesome things we have going on here at IBC as we are diving into the summer season at ibcshawnee.org slash events. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.